You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, June 6th. The Lake of the Ozarks' largest urgent care clinic, Lake Regional Express Care in Osage Beach, is temporarily closing due to staffing issues. Beginning last Wednesday, operations were paused at the clinic. According to Lake Regional employees, currently working in the Osage Beach location will transfer to other Lake Regional clinics. Lake Regional did not specify when they thought the Osage Beach Express Care would reopen. A list of other local walk-in clinics is available on this story at lakeexpo.com. A Max Creek man was arrested on Tuesday after a shooting that resulted in property damage to a neighboring home. The deputies received a call that shots had been fired at a home, and when deputies arrived, they soon identified 59-year-old Martin Perez as a suspect. While speaking with deputies, Perez admitted to firing a weapon at a light on his property, but then stopped cooperating with the investigation. Perez is currently being held in Camden County Jail without bond. Camden County Sheriff Tony Helms is taking some heat. Deputies say Helms promised they would get raises thanks to a new sales tax approved by voters last year. In a recent press conference, Helms defended how he spent the money so far and explained why he hasn't given out those raises yet. Deputies and detectives currently make $19.25 an hour. There's a lot more to this one, and you can read all about it at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. The big NCAA baseball tournament got underway this weekend. couple of Missouri teams in the big dance, MSU Bears. Their season comes to an end, losing two of three in the Stillwater Regional. A good season for Missouri State. A finish 31-29. They won the Valley Conference Tournament Championship to get into the big dance. So up and down season ends with a uh, a loss in the NCAA Tournament. Simu also losing. Uh, Southeast Missouri loses both their games in the Louisville Regional. So their season comes to an end. Mizzou, they finished the season 28-23. and 23. Actually had a pretty good season. Not quite good enough uh, to even advance to the SEC tournament, though. They did improve 13 games from last year. So all in all, a very good season for the Mizzou Tigers. 
As for the big boys, the Cardinals took three out of five against the Cubs over the last four days. They beat Chicago 5-3 in 11 innings last night. The Redbirds taken today off, and then they'll open a three-game series in Tampa against the Rays tomorrow. As for the Royals, they're 17-35 and after losing two of three at home over the weekend to Houston. They lost 7-4 to yesterday. They are at home against the Blue Jays. They open a three-game series today. NASCAR, Joey Logano beat Kyle Busch in an intense overtime battle in Madison, Illinois. The win, Logano's second of the season, 29th of his career. Kurt Busch running third behind Logano and Kyle Busch with Ryan Blaney coming in fourth and Eric Amendola in fifth place. So uh, next week, the NASCAR boys head to Sonoma. Also next weekend, the final leg of horse racing's Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes. And the Chiefs with some more off-season workouts tomorrow. Actually, they'll have workouts Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week as they gear up for the upcoming season. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns on Lake TV. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. You don't want to miss any of those. They're all great. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key.
The Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Good morning. It is 8.08, and we thank you for joining us on another uh, beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. Raining, yes, it is, but uh, guess what? It's still the best place to live on the face of the planet as far as I'm concerned, and I would imagine a lot of you agree. Coming up, we'll uh, be talking with Mark McCloskey here. Also, Jenny Brinkman will uh, join us in the uh, 8 o'clock hour as well. Scott Rydell is on the program today. A lot of folks that uh, are going to be looking for your vote. Of course, Mark McCloskey running for U.S. Senate. Scott Rydell running for uh, the state Senate seat. And uh, we will talk to both of those gentlemen, plus a conversation with Jenny Brinkman to get you all updated as to uh, what is going on with... uh, Some of the movers and shakers in politics, both on the state and federal level. Quick check of the forecast, 81 the expected high today with some scattered showers and thunderstorms uh, for most of the afternoon, partly cloudy tonight, 66 the overnight low, back up to 78 with some scattered showers and thunderstorms tomorrow. Morning showers and thunderstorms on Wednesday with a high of 82, partly cloudy and 82 on Thursday. Scattered showers and thunderstorms on uh, Friday. And then it looks like a pretty decent weekend, partly cloudy and 77 on Saturday. I believe Father's Day is uh, coming up here shortly. 80 degrees on Sunday and a mostly sunny sky. Uh, Today is the uh, 78th anniversary, if you will, remembrance of D-Day. That's right, when uh, the Allies invaded uh, Europe and uh, got uh, a hold of the Axis power. And uh, they were able to uh, defeat the Germans and the Italians and the Japanese. But, uh, of course, uh, D-Day is a day that uh, we should all take some time to remember because uh, the men and women who uh, were tasked with that job, they had a very big job in front of them. Uh, Loss of life, very high, of course, initially on D-Day. And then um, it just kind of went on from there. And we watched the Allies move across Europe through France and Help to uh, help to win the war in Europe, and of course, then there was the uh, campaign in the Pacific Theater as well. But a day to remember, a day to reflect. Eight ten is our time, and let's see if we have him on the phone line this morning. Mister Mark McCloskey joining us on uh, Key Radio, and we'll get him uh, squared in the queue here and uh, have an opportunity to find out what's on his mind. Mark, good morning to you, sir. How are you? Very good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for uh, being on. This is the second opportunity we've had to uh, speak with you. Of course, you're going to be in the Lake area here very, very soon, along with uh, some other folks. And we wanted to take an opportunity to kind of prime the pump and uh, and, and get uh, get the word out that you will be in town tomorrow evening at the Climax Spring Civic Center. It's a Meet the Candidates event. Uh, it starts at 6.30. Along with Mr. McCloskey is uh, Rick Bratton, who's running for U.S. Congress, and Ike Skelton, who will be running for presiding commissioner of Camden County. So it is uh, definitely a big evening, a big event, and we hope that folks will come out and meet the candidates and talk to them first and foremost. Uh, let's uh, let's kind of get up to speed with your campaign, sir. How are uh, how are things moving along at this point? Well, you know we're we're doing great. We're we're going town to town and and literally door to door. We uh, at the hundred day mark before the election, we vowed to hit five hundred cities in Missouri between then and the election. We're gonna we're gonna hit that target. Uh, we're just we're just going constantly. We uh, uh, go to every uh, 
scheduled event, and, and in between we stop at every gun store and Walmart parking lot and breakfast diner and <laughs> shake hands, meet people, and just do it the old-fashioned way. Well, that certainly uh, sounds like a good way uh, way to do it. And and, and speaking of uh, gun shops, of course, I guess this might be a good jumping-on point for us here this morning. Um, it's all over in the mainstream media how there are school shootings and uh, uh, the shootings that took place uh, this past weekend, Philadelphia, down in uh, Tennessee, I believe, as well. I'd like to get your reaction to uh, where this is going and how this uh, campaign uh, that is being put on by the left is is, is really kind of going, I, I would be willing to bet, uh, going uh, down a road that uh, most law-abiding citizens who own firearms uh, kind of hate to see. They're exploiting the fact that, uh, yeah, there are going to be people out there that commit acts of violence with uh, firearms. Yet, at the same time, there are law-abiding citizens who respect the Second Amendment. They respect the uh, ability to own and, in some cases, carry a firearm, depending on what state you live in. But uh, here in Missouri, uh, again, things seem to, uh, uh, well, Missourians are, are, are watching ever so vigilantly as to uh, what they're trying to do in Washington, D.C. I'd be interested to get your thoughts on, on what's been going on and the reaction to uh, a lot of the, uh, if you want to call them, anti-gunners that are out there at this point, really pushing for all of this legislation to happen like it's going to, uh, like it's going to fix things. Yeah, you know. Um, I always say the uh, the rhino that you trust is more dangerous than the Democrat that you fear, because right now we've got Mitch McConnell and we've got even the, the Senator Corden uh, trying to negotiate with the Democrats over red flag laws and all these things, which are which are just a slippery slope to uh, gun confiscation. I mean, here, here's the real world. They always want to promote school shootings as a reason to outlaw um, what they call assault weapons, and yet if you look at the FBI statistics. More people get killed in this country every year with hands or fists or, or feet or even hammers than get killed with long guns of all kinds. So it's just propaganda-based. It has nothing to do with reality. It has nothing to do with a material reduction in the safety of people in the community, but it has a lot to do with the reduction of the ability of people to defend themselves against government. And that's what the Second Amendment's all about. As I always say, without the Second Amendment, the rest of our rights are just hypothetical. Right. It seems like now they're really focusing. For a while, it was uh, we would look back on Monday and Tuesday at the violence that occurred in, say, for example, Chicago. But now they're focusing on anything and everything that involves a firearm. I, I uh, you know, I, I know schools are kind of easy pickings for an active shooter, uh, somebody who has an issue or a problem, and they want to go in and take it out on on school kids. How do you feel about uh, arming teachers and faculty members? Do you think that's a, a smart move? Because it would certainly cut down on response time. If there was an active shooter for some reason that made it into a school and uh, you heard gunshots and you had teachers and or faculty members that were armed, they could uh, be there a lot quicker than having to call 911 and waiting for uh, the police to show up. Unless, of course, maybe a school has a school resource officer that's trained to handle something like that. But how do you feel about uh, uh, teachers and faculty members being armed? Let me let me answer that in two in two different ways. First of all, I think that yes, that's in the current environment. That's a that's a, a good solution. But here's here's the bigger picture. The bigger picture is 
Look at what's happened to our schools. Look at what happens happens to our, our whole social environment. Schools are now more like prisons than they were like schools when I was a kid. I'm 65 years old. It never it would never occur to anybody 65 years ago to have armed guards in schools or have schools built like prisons without windows and locking doors and and secure access. That's a societal problem. That's not a gun problem. It's not a a lunatic fringe problem. That's a problem that we raise kids today without any sense of common morality, without any sense of common purpose, with video games that desensitize them to violence. And and what do kids do all day long? They they play video games where all they do is kill people and blow stuff up. And and they do so in a, a in a way that it makes it look as if it's just fun and 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 without consequence. And that's the real problem. We've got to get back to a society that respects law and order, respects common morality, respects traditional Christian family values. That's the problem. The solution isn't to turn kids into prisoners in the schools, but to turn kids back into productive, honest, hardworking, uh, uh, God-fearing Americans. You know, uh, so much has been done to kind of move away from what school was originally intended to be a place for learning. Now it seems to be more of a place for social experiments. It uh, is certainly a place now where we're uh, trying to help young children figure out if they feel as though uh, they're a, uh, a boy trapped in a girl's body or a girl trapped in a boy's body. How do we get a handle on the, uh, the education process itself and try and push it back into uh, into the direction it was intentionally meant to be. I mean, we talk about uh, critical race theory and all of the other things that are uh, being uh, implemented in schools in one way or another, maybe not full-blown, maybe uh, they kind of try to sneak it in, in in some places because there are certain parents out there that says, you know, this is not what I want my child to be a part of. I sent my child to school to learn how to do math, to learn how to read, uh, you know, for some physical activity. Uh, and, and, and schools, for the most part, are just really starting to slip away from that whole theory. Yeah, well, one of the first things you need to do is get rid of the Federal Department of Education because it has just become the Federal Department of Propaganda and Indoctrination. And you got to limit the power of the, of the teachers' unions and to keep them from dictating social policy or dictating health policy, for that matter, now that we know that they conspired with the CDC to, to keep schools closed. And the problem is that schools should always be a, a local uh, concern and re- reflect the, the desires of the local community. And should, you know, once again, if you're going to pay taxes for schools, you should have some input into what those schools do, or you should be able to take your vouchers and, and use your, your tax dollars in a manner that you feel is best for you and your kids. But what the, the more collective the country becomes, the more centralized control there is, the easier it is for the propaganda and the indoctrination to be uniformly applied. I was the first lawyer in the country to file a lawsuit against the school for critical race theory. And when I started talking about critical race theory in our schools, when I was on the Trump campaign in the fall of 2020, people looked at me like I had two heads, like, no, that can't possibly be happening in our schools. And here it is less than two years later, and it's swept across the nation like wildfire. And that's that's because it comes from the top down. You just have to, you have to just cut that off and, and make schools local again. Schools, <clears throat> firearms, what else is on your mind this morning, uh, Mark McCloskey? Well, you know, the, all of these things, and I, all these different crises du jour are just 
diversions that keep the American people from looking at the big picture. Inflation, the economy, gas prices, the open border, the war in Ukraine. Joe, Joe Biden said it best. <coughs> Excuse me, about a month ago, he says, we need to use a war in Ukraine as an inflection point to create a new world order. And that's what all this is about. All these, all of these crises are designed that demoralize the people, undermine the economy, undermine our international reputation, get the people angry, get the people hungry, get the people upset and frightened. And then, because frightened, upset people living in a chaotic world, ask the government for help. And that's what the government wants, is more people dependent on the government so they can impose what's been the goal for as long as I've been alive of the left, a single world socialist government. And that's what this is all heading toward. This, this crisis we're in today on so many fronts is not the result of incompetence or buffoonery or the fact that Joe Biden's a senile old poop. It's because the, the left has determined that they now have reached a, a crisis point in this country where people are willing to accept solutions that don't involve individual freedom. My long-winded way of saying we are at a, at a crisis point in this country where the left has almost totally succeeded. We have a federal government now that believes that they can impose a disinformation governance board to censor what we're allowed to hear and say and do. We've got a DOJ that has a, a task force to track and identify people that resist authority. We have an FBI that considers parents that want to get involved in the kids' education to be domestic terrorists. When you use the word terrorism, mm -hmm. when you call people terrorists, that means they don't have civil rights. They're not entitled to a trial by their, by their peers. They can be quit in dungeons in D.C. for the rest of their lives, like the January Sixers, on, on minor charges or no charges at all. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the real concern that, that the American people should have. Their freedoms are being stripped from them right before our eyes, and all these other crises are designed to uh, uh, distract or, or, or cause people to pay attention to the moment rather than the constant and vicious attack on our basic freedoms. Now, you mentioned the uh, January 6th, I, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, the raid, the riot, the insurrection, they have different names for it. And I was watching the news this morning, and apparently they're going to have some of these uh, hearings in prime time. So, and, and, yeah. and how funny it is that it has been a year and a half to the day. Today is June 6th, and, and we're still going back and trying to figure out what the deal was and who's responsible and what's going on. I mean, they just cannot move past that to, to save their lives. Well, and then, well, let me, let me back up and say this in the, uh, in the spring and summer of 2020, after the George Floyd thing, cities burned, hundreds of people were injured. Dozens of people were killed. Thousands of police officers wounded in the city of St. Louis on the night of June the 1st and June the 2nd, the city burned. Four police officers were shot. Retired police captain David Dorn was murdered uh, in his secondary employment. Um, and the left and the mainstream media and the swamp called those mostly peaceful protests, even though they're standing in front of exploding vehicles and burning buildings. And yet these same people, the same leftists, the same president and vice president that lauded the, uh, the actual riots and the actual insurrection in 2020, um, want to keep the... January 6ers in prison the rest, um, for the rest of their lives in charges of what? Trespass or parading without a license? And then they still, I, I hear it every day, the January 6th is referred to as the deadly capital riot. Well, the only person directly killed in that, quote, deadly capital riot, unquote, was a Trump supporter, an unarmed 14-year uh, military veteran 
who is who is murdered by a, by a Capitol policeman, who, by the way, has never faced any inquiry or any charges, was cleared instantly. And so the hypocrisy is just amazing. But once again, these folks, these show trials that they're going to put on now in prime time, it's absolutely no different than what happened under Stalin and the Soviet Union. If you've got the wrong political philosophy, uh, you're a criminal, you're a terrorist. And I'll, I'll go one step further. They, they, even the Republicans are now talking about red flag laws for, for gun ownership. Well, it wasn't that long ago, and, and probably still the case under Putin's Russia, that in the Soviet Union, if your political philosophy differed from the Communist Party philosophy, that was considered to be sick thoughts, and they put you in mental hospitals. You can't, you, you can't uh, overemphasize how much red flag laws are going to be used to identify people with bad political ideas rather than people with gen genuine mental illness. Red flag laws, yes. Uh, we've talked, that, talk, talked at length about them on this particular program, Mark. And I have to say that uh, whoever came up with this idea and, uh, and, and was able to get people to buy into it, uh, I think there should have been red flags for that particular individual because we always talk about red flags like uh, we didn't see the writing on the wall or there were so many red flags and we didn't. And, and so I, I, I get the, the, the gist of the name red flag laws. But in so many instances, and I've talked uh, to uh, one of your uh, colleagues here locally uh, about red flag laws, and, and we, we looked at it from the legal perspective of what is required of people and in and, and what may happen or could happen if indeed someone says, well, you know, I think Joe over there, he uh, he doesn't seem real stable. And, uh, you know, he's been acting a little funny. Maybe we should get a judge to sign a uh, piece of paper that says we're going to go over to his house. We're going to basically seize his firearms and anything else that we might deem uh, harmful uh, if, you know, Joe slips a disc in his brain. And so it happens. And then I guess uh, Joe would have to go through a mental evaluation. He would have to, uh, of course, pay, more than likely pay a price to uh, get his firearms back. Could be uh, a month. It could be six months. It could be a year, however long this is going to take. And it's just ridiculous that we can live in a country where we have this uh, piece of paper. It's called the Constitution and, of course, the Bill of Rights with the Second Amendment on there and allow people to just come into someone's home, seize their firearms until they think uh, that they are mentally fit and uh, able, to, uh, able to act as a, a normal person. Let's say all of this happens and the guy isn't a problem. He's not a threat to himself or others at all. But now he's basically been kind of given, uh, I guess, what you could consider a scarlet letter. Because now everybody who sees this guy, even though he's mentally fit and everything's all right, now he has to live with this for the rest of his rest of his life and uh, or her life, depending on who it is. <laughs> it could be a woman as easily as, as it could be a man. So you see what these red flag laws create. They create, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a stigma or, or exactly what uh, the proper word uh, would be here, but obviously this is something that needs to be addressed because if not, heck, they could just show up at your door one day at your house and knock on the door and say, hand them over. But, oh, wait, you guys have already gone through that, haven't you? Yeah, we kind of have. But here's the problem with all these things. Um, and the, the left always likes to find the, uh, the, the, the tiny hole through which they can start to expand their programs. Red flag laws sound 
to uh, to people that, that are casual observers is a good idea. Hey, if we think somebody's going to do something bad, let's prevent it. But this whole concept of instead of being uh, innocent until proven guilty, allowing your relatives and your ex-wives and your ex-girlfriends to say, we don't like this guy, so we're going to make a claim against him to take his civil rights away. It's, it, it's not very far from saying you can't own a gun because your ex-wife says you're a danger. I mean, the, uh, the Defense of Women Act that was just re- uh, expanded, uh, um, reinforced by uh, Congress. By the way, 19 Republican senators voted in favor of extending the uh, Defense of Women Act. Creates a statute that says that if you fail your 4473, the form you have to fill out to buy a weapon, if you, if you don't pass that, now the government has a duty to investigate you, which includes talking to your ex-spouses and your ex-friends and ex-relatives and all those kinds of things. I mean, the, the first uh, one, the new Congress came in the, uh, under Joe Biden, I think it was H.R. 271, required you, if you wanted to buy a gun, have an, an, an investigation that included talking to, amongst other people, your ex-spouses, right? <laughs> how many... You know, you know how many how many good things are your ex spouses going to say about you, and if they've got an opportunity to, to screw you over uh, and prevent you from having your rights, I mean, this is this is a horrible thing and a horrible trend. And if what we're going to do is have people's basic civil rights determined by the hearsay evidence of people that don't like you in the general community, then we're then then we have no civil rights. Uh, the uh, and by the way, in the city of St. Louis, for example. Um, I've got a, a neighbor of mine whose guns were stolen and then subsequently recovered by the police. Over two years ago, even though he was a victim of crime, he has still not gotten his guns back. Hmm. All right. That, I mean, that's when the government gets a hold of your rights. They're like, they're like uh, pit bulls on a spare tire. They'll never let go. <laughs> got uh, just a minute or so left, and uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, of course, we're getting close to the primary in August. Uh, what is the biggest hurdle right now for you, Mark McCloskey, or, uh, or or what are you looking at in terms of uh, uh, making sure that you get the uh, the word out about the fact that you are running for uh, U.S. Senate? The uh, the only disconnect we have is connecting uh, my name and the fact that I'm running for Senate with the image of my wife and I defending ourselves on the front porch. I go up to people and I do it a hundred times a day, or many more than that actually, and I say, "Hey, I'm Mark McCloskey. I'm running for U.S. Senate." fairly significant number of people look at me with kind of a dull look, and then I pull out the picture of us on the front porch. They all get a big smile on their face, slap me on the back, and say, boy, you got my vote. And so I need to make that connection. We're doing it around the state with, with billboards and signage and, and TV spots. But, uh, you know, we don't have the, the billionaires' big bucks out there buying millions of dollars worth of, of primetime television. So we're just doing it the old-fashioned retail politics way with uh, Patty and I hitting the bricks and meeting as many human beings as possible. And we're 57 days until the primary. And so if you want real change, I mean, if you want if you want to have somebody to, to go to D.C. who's uh, not subject to intimidation, has no lobbyists or big money backers that are going to drag him down or tell him what to do, uh, then that, that's me. And if you want to do the same old thing, if you want to send a career politician or the establishment candidate to D.C., don't expect any change because they're the folks that got us into this crisis point now. Einstein's definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. <laughs> well, I'm not the same thing. If you want a different result, I'm your option. Mark McCloskey, as always, we appreciate your time, sir. Good luck, and we hope to have the opportunity to talk to you again. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, sir. Thank you. 
Patriots for the People, coming up tomorrow night, June the 7th. You can meet the candidates at 6.30 p.m. at Climax Springs Civic Center. We will, uh, of course, uh, hear from Mike Skelton, who is running for presiding commissioner of Camden County, Rick Bratton, who is running for U.S. Congress, and the gentleman we just spoke with, Mr. Mark McCloskey. He is running for U.S. Senate. We're going to talk to uh, Jenny Brinkman. She's in studio after our information break. Stacey Johnson with a look at news with LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider with a check of sports from Lake TV. And it's all happening here on The Daily Show. I'm Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, June 6th. The Lake of the Ozarks' largest urgent care clinic, Lake Regional Express Care in Osage Beach, is temporarily closing due to staffing issues. Beginning last Wednesday, operations were paused at the clinic. According to Lake Regional employees, currently working in the Osage Beach location will transfer to other Lake Regional clinics. Lake Regional did not specify when they thought the Osage Beach Express Care would reopen. A list of other local walk-in clinics is available on this story at lakeexpo.com. A Max Creek man was arrested on Tuesday after a shooting that resulted in property damage to a neighboring home. The deputies received a call that shots had been fired at a home, and when deputies arrived, they soon identified 59-year-old Martin Perez as a suspect. While speaking with deputies, Perez admitted to firing a weapon at a light on his property, but then stopped cooperating with the investigation. Perez is currently being held in Camden County Jail without bond. Camden County Sheriff Tony Helms is taking some heat. Deputies say Helms promised they would get raises thanks to a new sales tax approved by voters last year. In a recent press conference, Helms defended how he spent the money so far and explained why he hasn't given out those raises yet. Deputies and detectives currently make $19.25 an hour. There's a lot more to this one, and you can read all about it at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. The big NCAA baseball tournament got underway this weekend. A couple of Missouri teams in the big dance, MSU Bears. Their season comes to an end, losing two of three in the Stillwater Regional. A good season for Missouri State. A finish 31-29 that won the Valley Conference Tournament Championship to get into the big dance. So up and down season ends with a uh, a 
a loss in the NCAA tournament. Simu also losing. Uh, Southeast Missouri loses both their games in the Louisville Regional, so their season comes to an end. Mizzou, they finished the season 28-23, and 23, actually had a pretty good season. Not quite good enough uh, to uh, even advance to the SEC tournament, though. They did improve 13 games from last year, so all in all, a very good season for the Mizzou Tigers. As for the big boys, the Cardinals took three out of five against the Cubs over the last four days. They beat Chicago 5-3 in 11 innings last night. The Redbirds taken today off, and then they'll open a three-game series in Tampa against the Rays tomorrow. As for the Royals, they're 17-35 and after losing two of three at home over the weekend to Houston. They lost 7-4 to yesterday. They are at home against the Blue Jays. They open a three-game series today. NASCAR, Joey Logano beat Kyle Busch in an intense overtime battle in Madison, Illinois. The win, Logano's second of the season, 29th of his career. Kurt Busch running third behind Logano and Kyle Busch with Ryan Blaney coming in fourth and Eric Amendola in fifth place. So uh, next week, the NASCAR boys head to Sonoma. Also next weekend, the final leg of horse racing's Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes. And the Chiefs with some more off-season workouts tomorrow. Actually, they'll have workouts Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week as they gear up for the upcoming season. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns on Lake TV. Lake TV with five local Lake Area shows. You don't want to miss any of those. They're all great. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Our underwriters are who makes the programming possible on Key Radio. And thank you to Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the history of Victoria Station and how you might have to just use your nose with some of the unique products they offer at Victoria Station. The Victoria Station has been around for 37 years now. We're a family-owned business. We've been in our location for 27. We're veteran-owned, family-run, We carry lots of different product categories from greeting cards to home fragrances, uh, lamps, potpourri. There are certain products that you have to smell. Those home fragrance things, the candles, the potpourri lines, the fragrance oils that, yeah, you need to smell it to see if that's what you want your own home to smell like. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 9.30 to 5.30. The Artichoke Heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. Business, government, 
history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. Right back here at 839, rain still a topic of conversation as far as the weather forecast is concerned. And it will be a topic of conversation for about the next uh, three days or so. Right now, looking at the forecast, we do have uh, rain in it for today, and that uh, should linger through maybe the afternoon. We'll uh, see a partly cloudy sky tonight, 81 the high, 66 the low. Rain in the forecast for tomorrow, scattered showers and thunderstorms possible, 78 the high, a low 65. Showers and thunderstorms possible on Wednesday morning with a high of 82, a low 59. And then partly cloudy Thursday, 82 the high. Scattered thunderstorms possible on Friday, a high of 77. Partly cloudy on Saturday, 77 the high. And then sunny and 80 for Sunday. It is 8.40, and she is joining us in the studio. Glad to have her uh, back on the air with us. I always enjoy talking with Jenny Brinkman. She is uh, certainly a lot of fun. And we uh, have had the opportunity to uh, listen into what uh, Mr. McCloskey had to say. Of course, he's going to be in town tomorrow, and uh, he's probably going to be uh, making the rounds, so there's a good possibility you could see him before the event tomorrow night at 6.30 at the Climax Spring Civic Center. Patriots for the People, Camden County's Patriots for the People. Rick Bratton, Ike Skelton, Mark McCloskey, they're all going to be there, and they hope that you are there as well to voice your concerns and to talk a little bit more about uh, things on the local level, on the state level, and, of course, uh, certainly on the federal level as uh, Mark and Rick are both running uh, for a, a seat in Washington, D.C., Rick Bratton running for U.S. Congress, Mark McCloskey running for U.S. Senate, and uh, our friend Ike Skelton, who is running here locally for presiding commissioner of Camden County. So what did you think about what uh, Mark had to say, Jenny? I love Mark McCloskey. Mm-hmm. You know, I hosted events last fall for Eric Schmidt and in September and for Mark in October. And meeting each of those men and talking with them was like night and day. Um, uh, Eric sort of looked over the top of my head and had to check my name tag, even though I was hosting the event Mm -hmm. through the, through the evening. And I know that campaigning is hard and you can get very distracted. But when Mark and Patty walked in the door, we met like old friends and that's how he spoke to the entire group and everyone that spoke to him individually. And uh, uh, he's, He's real. He's very authentic, and like never before, that's what we need right now. Um, the fact that he doesn't have any out-of-state money coming in, like Hartzler-Greitens and, and Schmidt, is huge for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, everybody can talk about it, but he's actually lived it and shown his commitment to the Second Amendment and the First Amendment and has has paid a price for it. You know, he's he's authentic through and through. He doesn't just give lip service, and I like that about him. Well, I will say that um, he certainly is, is, is on a level uh, where he's very matter-of-factly. Um, he doesn't have the political background, so he doesn't normally, in the times that I've heard him speak, he doesn't have that political speak. He normally just talks like a, a regular human being. Uh, you know, like you or me or whatever, we're not, uh, and, and in some cases, you know, politicians like to pander. They certainly do to people and tell them what they wanted to hear. Now, we do know that uh, when Eric Schmidt was in town, uh, he wanted the softball questions. As a matter of fact, um, he, I guess he, I, I don't know uh, exactly how it all worked out, but when Matt Burns was asking him questions, 
he kind of had a blank look on his face a couple of times thinking to himself, those aren't the questions that I want to be asked. These are the questions I wanted to be asked. And so it was kind of nice that it worked out the way it did. Yeah. It, it told us what we wanted to know. Uh, uh, he, he, uh, Marcus is, is very intelligent off the cuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think Eric is a very smart guy. But he doesn't think in the moment. He's rehearsed, and if you get him off of his rehearsed response, he he struggled, and 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 we saw that. That doesn't make him a bad person. No. But it doesn't make him the person that I want sitting on national television in the bully pulpit in front of microphones representing Missouri from Washington D.C. And and I think that national exposure and the, and that bully pulpit is as important with senators and representatives as their votes are in in those uh, uh, in the Congress and uh, and in the Senate. Uh, I think the ability. I mean, Josh Hawley is a is an excellent example of how you can influence the country and let people know uh, how people in Missouri think. And, and help bring this coalition across the country together of good, hardworking, God-fearing Americans. And he does a great job of that. I'm disappointed that he uh, endorsed Vicki Hartzler, um, but I, I've been given to understand they have the same political consultant, mm-hmm. so they might have something to do with that. Billy Long is actually the retail politician in the group that has a better voting record from a conservative point of view than than uh uh vicky or or anyone else that's on the record Mm -hmm. he carries a b from the conservative review as does josh hawley uh blaine luke demeyer and vicky hartzler both carry an f voting uh conservatively 51 and 56 percent of the time it's very disappointing (laughs) often we hear i guess if you want to say this that uh, they they try to vote the way they think people want to want to do things, and a lot of times, and I know Blaine Luke Demeyer has has caught a lot of flack for that. Um, Vicky Hartzler has also caught a lot of flack for that, and I was as surprised as you were when Josh Hawley got behind Vicky Hartzler. He endorsed Vicky Hartzler. I thought that was just what. Uh, it, it kind of made me think a little bit, but then you just informed us that they have the same political consultant. So that's probably why it happened the way it did more than likely. I would, would imagine that's exactly why it happened the way it did. Uh, Eric Reitens is uh, going to be coming to the lake. He will be coming to the lake in the month of June, uh, should be an interesting conversation because I know there has been a lot of talk about him. Uh, as far as uh, Republicans really not wanting him to represent the state of Missouri. Yeah. I I have a couple comments about Eric Greitens and his local support. Number one, I would suggest to every voter, go online and go find the deposition by the hairdresser mm-hmm. that that was a part of this this uh, lawsuit and, and scandal uh, that he participated in. When you read... In her words, what he did to her in that in that private setting, you will see the real Eric Greitens, and it's ugly. Mm. And 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 every if you want that insight, not to mention that that his wife obviously agrees that he's not a good person, or she wouldn't have left. But you read that deposition, and it is very revealing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm new to politics in the last year or so. I mean, I've always been a conservative Republican, but this this uh, kind of wonk activist role um, is interesting and 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 fun for me. But I am very disappointed when I see people, particularly in our community, that instead of looking at the politicians' values and positions and intelligence and ability to articulate, they play who do I think is going to win and who can I get behind that makes me most likely to be recognized and to say I know the next senator from Missouri. Right. They they want the recognition for themselves and they will go support a, a, a horrible person, as I believe Eric Greitens is, because they think he has a better chance of winning than than maybe others. And and that's how they play it. And that's going on a lot in, in our community. Uh, I'm disappointed that he's even invited here mm-hmm. given the values that we say we live by here well now i to to just kind of ver or validate that i think it is good that he is coming to the area in the sense that now people can ask him questions point blank if that will be allowed if, if he will be able to take questions from the audience members and you can ask him you can you know whatever is on your mind whatever is is pressing whatever you like or don't like about the guy you can kind of hold his feet to the fire a little bit, depending on the format itself. If if it's just going to be him talking and then leaving, well, I don't really think that gives him a whole lot of credibility. The Democrats would certainly love for him to be the candidate. They would love to have somebody run against him that uh, is probably got a little bit uh, better yeah. <laughs> record in terms of how they treat people. Uh, so... I think it's a good thing that he's coming because this gives people an opportunity to see what he's really all about. If they're given the opportunity. I think it's, we were talking a moment ago about um, Eric Smith's appearance um, in the area and and the questions Mm -hmm. that, that we had asked, the vetting that we were trying to do. I worked diligently talking to all campaigns, including Eric Greitens. And they would not respond. He would not come here for that vetting. Mm -hmm. He wanted nothing to do with answering those questions. So let me give credit to Eric Schmidt that he stood up, he arrived, he took the heat, Mm -hmm. and he did the best he could. Eric Greitens wouldn't even come talk to us. He wanted nothing to do with that open forum where questions could come to him. And and really, it seems more and more, either side of the aisle, that is becoming the trend oh sure he's going to come he's going to shake some hands he's going to kiss some babies she's going to shake some hands she's going to kiss some babies but we really don't get down to the nitty-gritty because they have all these people that are insulating them from what is truly on the minds of the voters and that could be you know it's like uh they say with Camden county republican club if you're a democrat you ought to come to some of our meetings and find out what it is we're talking about and listen to some of our guests and then you have a good working knowledge of what's going on on both sides however you know you you make uh make mention to the fact that we uh have some of these folks that like to come out and and, and you know oh you know i saw him i shook his hand whatever but did he answer your question did you feel uh, satisfied when you left like 
okay, yeah. now I'm solidly behind so-and-so or behind whoever it may be. Well, maybe not so much because it was just more of a, you know, shake and howdy and meet and greet. Yeah. I had, you know, he spent his 30 minutes talking to these people and then jumped yeah. in the vehicle and off he went to another event. Yeah, they're celebrities, right? And right. And, and people can become, for reasons beyond me, become starstruck. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I shook his hand. Like you said, I have a picture, right? I'm sorry they work for us, or they're supposed to. Right. Many years ago, um, I lived in the Blue Springs area, in the Kansas City area, and a, a Democrat candidate was a, a fellow elk up there. And uh, we were talking one day, you know, football game on, various substances flowing in, in wonderful fashion, cheering on the Chiefs. <laughs> and uh, he, he said, well, the first thing you have to know, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, but specifically as a Democrat, mm -hmm. if you're running in Missouri, you're against gun control. You are for gun rights, no matter what. And, and as, I, as I watch now, I see the situation with the rhinos and many others, and I see mm -hmm. that entire uh, lie unfolding, right? We have a, a, a state government full of rhinos that are Democrats running as Republicans. And, you know, uh, I, I have all the respect in the world for the Democrat Party that was the... the, the uh, uh, honest, good, hardworking people when we had a two-party system. Someone needs to explain to them in a way they understand that their party has been hijacked, and I'm sorry for that mm -hmm. because people, moderate people, don't have a place to go now except to the moderate wing of the Republican Party. And there's some people that just cannot, in California, cannot make themselves vote Republican, mm -hmm. as Larry Elder said, you know, and and that's a shame. And I don't know how we overcome that. Uh, but you can no longer just vote along party lines. You have to really dig deep. And and this is this is uh, uh, part of how how we who have the time and feel strongly about it can help people get informed and and dig deeper because you can't just watch the news anymore on on either side it's all crazy mm -hmm. you know you got to dig in you got to read just the news with uh, John Solomon and some of those uh, smaller outlets that I think really tell the tell it like it truly is but yeah I'll never forget that he said yeah if you're going to win in Missouri you have to be four guns and then they get in office mm -hmm. and then they they change. Yeah, very strange. Well, it it again is it's campaign time, so uh, they want to say what you want to hear, and uh, hopefully that gets them through to the actual uh, you know once they're through the primaries and then the general election in November. And it it seems as of right now that the table is being set in such a way that I think we're going to see uh, maybe a switch as far as Congress and the majority. Uh, in the Senate as well as the House, considering the economies in the toilet, gas prices are where they are. We have. I saw a. Uh, I saw a great bumper sticker yesterday on a truck, and the back of the truck it said, uh, "I'm pro pipeline. My truck doesn't run on fairy dust and unicorn <laughs> pee." Perfect. <laughs> it's like I thought. Man, that is such uh, such a perfect bumper sticker to have on your vehicle right now. 
because as we know, gas four thirty nine at the lake in Eldon it is four fifty nine a gallon in Eldon, Missouri. So it's coming. I, I, there's and there's nothing we can do about it except try desperately to find the right people to take charge when they, you know, have when people have the opportunity to vote, and you know they they vote. Do people vote with their head? Do they vote with their heart? Do they vote based on the way the economy is? Or what is it that drives somebody to vote for a person? Is it based on what that person says or uh, the look? I, quite frankly, and, and you know, nothing against Eric Greitens uh, personally, but I mean, how could the guy even throw his hat in the ring for U.S. Senate considering what, you know, and, and here's a perfect example of this. This is a perfect example. Jim Baker, okay? Jim Baker, he was riding the wave. He and Tammy Faye were, you know, everybody was just buying into what they were were selling. And then he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar and did some jail time, okay? Now the guy's back on TV. He's got a, a, a new wife. She doesn't look anything like Tammy Faye. But he is preaching and preaching and preaching. And, oh, by the way, if you want this ministry to continue, then you need to stop just sitting there watching it for free and start contributing so we can, you know, get the message out there to more people. We can do more good things. This guy to me is just, I I was always fascinated, fascinated by how, you know, how he rose up like he did and got the stool kicked out from under him and then came, you know. Who was it? Uh, I think it might have been, was it Billy Graham? He said that came and spoke to him or he started uh, writing letters back and forth too. And then, you know, that helped him get his head straight and everything else. It's amazing. And and, and this kind of seems to be the same situation because Greitens hasn't gotten the nod yet from the state of Missouri, the citizens of the state of Missouri. But he sure as heck didn't have any problem throwing his hat in the ring to run for U.S. Senate. Yeah. The, the cult of personality is a... It is an interesting science, isn't it? I, I, I personally don't get it. I think, you know, SEAL training is over the top, right? Oh, yeah. it, it, it gives you confidence that's off the chart. Sure. It occurs to me that there are a certain number, and I hope very few, uh, young men who receive SEAL training that don't have the underlying character to carry it forward. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. The narcissism uh, is built upon and gives the illusion of character. And I, I personally think that's the case with, with Eric Greitens. He's, a, he's an illusion. Well, we shall certainly see as things begin to play out. And as I said, he'll be coming into uh, the area. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking with Les Larson tomorrow at 810 from the Camden County Republican Club, and we'll discuss Eric Greitens and uh, kind of get uh, the take uh, that Les has on the situation. I always enjoy, uh, you know, we've we've been very fortunate to bring the candidates in as we've been able to bring them in. Uh, Mark McCloskey, this will be his second visit. Eric Schmidt, uh, Eric Greitens, of course, Vicki Hartzler comes in from time to time. Um, you've got um, Rick Bratton, and I'd like to get him back on the air again. Uh, of course, uh, just a, a lot of different folks, and uh, we're fortunate. As I said, I don't know if it has to do with the area or what, but uh, thank you, Jenny, to you and uh, and others in the area for you know making these opportunities possible. And I would hope that people 
take full advantage of the opportunity to meet these men and women that are running for political office and, and you know, sit down and, and give them the thorough shakedown or whatever, <laughs> if it's possible. Yeah. So, but uh, thank you so much. Great to see you again, as always. And uh, great to have the opportunity. We're going to be talking with uh, Scott Rydell coming up uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. He, uh, I believe, will be joining us in studio. And Scott is also going to be over on my program, What's Burning on Lake TV, on uh, when we do all of our shooting on Wednesday. And then the new show will hit the airwaves on Thursday. It is time for us to step aside. 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. We will uh, get some information from Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Also, Chris Schneider, Uncle Chris, taking care of sports with Lake TV on The Key. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, June 6th. The Lake of the Ozarks' largest urgent care clinic, Lake Regional Express Care in Osage Beach, is temporarily closing due to staffing issues. Beginning last Wednesday, operations were paused at the clinic. According to Lake Regional employees, currently working in the Osage Beach location will transfer to other Lake Regional clinics. Lake Regional did not specify when they thought the Osage Beach Express Care would reopen. A list of other local walk-in clinics is available on this story at lakeexpo.com. A Max Creek man was arrested on Tuesday after a shooting that resulted in property damage to a neighboring home. The deputies received a call that shots had been fired at a home, and when deputies arrived, they soon identified 59-year-old Martin Perez as a suspect. While speaking with deputies, Perez admitted to firing a weapon at a light on his property, but then stopped cooperating with the investigation. Perez is currently being held in Camden County Jail without bond. Camden County Sheriff Tony Helms is taking some heat. Deputies say Helms promised they would get raises thanks to a new sales tax approved by voters last year. In a recent press conference, Helms defended how he spent the money so far and explained why he hasn't given out those raises yet. Deputies and detectives currently make $19.25 an hour. There's a lot more to this one, and you can read all about it at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. The big NCAA baseball tournament got underway this weekend. A couple of Missouri teams in the big dance, MSU Bears. Their season comes to an end, losing two of three in the Stillwater Regional. A good season for Missouri State. A finish 31-29 that won the Valley Conference Tournament Championship to get into the big dance. So up and down season ends with a uh, a loss in the NCAA tournament. Simu also losing. Uh, Southeast Missouri loses both their games in the Louisville Regional. So their season comes to an end. Mizzou, they finished the season 28-23. and 23. Actually had a pretty good season. Not quite good enough uh, to uh, even advance to the SEC tournament, though. They did improve 13 games from last year. So all in all, a very good season for the Mizzou Tigers. As for the big boys, the Cardinals took three out of five against the Cubs over the last four days. They beat Chicago 5-3 in 11 innings last night. The Redbirds taken today off, and then they'll open a three-game series in Tampa against the Rays tomorrow. As for the Royals, they're 17-35 and after losing two of three at home over the weekend to Houston. They lost 7-4 to yesterday. They are at home against the Blue Jays. They open a three-game series today. NASCAR, Joey Logano beat Kyle Busch in an intense overtime battle in Madison, Illinois. The win, Logano's second of the season, 29th of his career. Kurt Busch running third behind Logano and Kyle Busch with Ryan Blaney coming in fourth and Eric Amendola in fifth place. So uh, next week, the NASCAR boys head to Sonoma. Also next weekend, the final leg of horse racing's Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes. And the Chiefs with some more off-season workouts tomorrow. Actually, they'll have workouts Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week as they gear up for the upcoming season. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns on Lake TV. Lake TV with five local Lake Area shows. You don't want to miss any of those. They're all great. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. 
Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. It is 9.08. Good morning, and thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy, busy, busy schedule to join us on The Daily Show here on 89.3, The Key, keyradio.live. And, of course, our free apps for Android and iPhone. If you would like to uh, get a hold of us that way, simple to do. Go to the Google Store or the App Store. Simply type in Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, and guess what? You get the uh, get the app absolutely free of charge, and you can listen to us wherever you go. Here within uh, the area, around the state, around the country, anywhere you can get to access, you uh, can definitely hear what's going on on Key Radio. Still raining. Oh, goodness gracious, and we're supposed to get rain at least through the afternoon today. We're at 66 degrees as we are, tell you what, Broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Rain and 81 for today. We'll drop down to about 66 for the overnight low. And have a partly cloudy sky. Looks like some showers and thunderstorms in the forecast for tomorrow as well. High 78, low 65. Morning showers and thunderstorms on Wednesday. High 82, low 59. Partly cloudy and 82 Thursday. Scattered showers and thunderstorms on Friday. High 77, partly cloudy Saturday. Sunday, sunny and uh, 80 degrees. And then it looks like, but don't quote me on this because things, you know how they have a way of changing weather-wise in the state of Missouri. Going to warm up. We'll start seeing more temperatures a little closer to what we're used to around this time of year, mid to upper 80s, low 90s. So get ready. Get that uh, sunblock and everything that you need to uh, stay free of a sunburn. I can tell you all about a sunburn because when I was down in Florida, as expected, I, uh, I got my sunburn, and so I guess I got most of that out of the way, hopefully. 9.10 is our time. Looking at uh, what's going on quickly over at uh, Bagnell Dam, we've got a uh, current lake level of 658.07 and a river level of 567.2. 
Discharge rate, uh, that's cubic feet per second, uh, over 37,000 cubic feet per second, rolling through the gates at, uh, at Bagnell Dam. 9.10 is our time. Glad to have him back on with us. Of course, we've talked with Scott Rydell before, but, uh, hey, we're always happy to have him come in to talk about what's on his mind. Of course, he is running for state senate, and he is in the studio with us here on Key Radio. Good morning, sir. Good morning, KB. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you back. Great to see you. Man, I've seen you. You are... Now, they said what was, James Brown was the hardest-working man in showbiz. <laughs> you have to be the hardest-working man as far as the politics go. Well, Running for the office uh, of state senate, you're, you're going to be replacing, I guess, the seat uh, Vicki Hartzler will vacate? No, she's running for the congressional seat. Right. I'm, I'm running for the state senate Right, seat. right, right. No, mm-hmm. no, no. That's what I meant. Okay. Was, well, I, was I close? No. <laughs> I don't always get that. I always get you confused. I'm so sorry. It's quite all right. I apologize. But I'm glad that, that you are here running for state senate, and uh, you will have the opportunity. See, I did get that backwards. I've got the, <laughs> that just popped up on my screen there. Uh, but we are uh, seeing you all over the place. I've seen you in a couple of parades and Let's see, the last three or four parades I think I've seen you in because uh, you're very dedicated to getting out and letting people know uh, about uh, what it's, uh, what's on your mind. Certainly, uh, somebody who has been in the military and realizes and understands that, uh, you know, when they tell you to do something, you do it. And that's, right. uh, that's certainly uh, something, uh, if you're elected to office, that uh, the citizens of Missouri will uh, will let you know all about. Exactly right. I expect that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So how are things going with the campaign right now, and uh, what are what are you hearing from people uh, in the state of Missouri? Okay, first, I, I do want to say that we've had a, a change. Uh, the third week of March, we, uh, meaning Camden County, was totally cut out of District 16, mm-hmm. and I was at that time running against Senator Justin Brown. So uh, after that time, I had decided to go ahead and bow out because I was wholeheartedly uh, committed to taking him out. And we were doing that, and it was looking really well. But a lot of people came to me and said, please run against now um, our new state senator, uh, Senator Burnsketter. Please run against Senator Burnsketter. Mm -hmm. So I thought about it, but I was really pretty much, my tank was pretty dry. I was pretty wiped out. And so I was really uh, thinking of a bound out altogether, and I asked my family, and I was surprised to hear all of them. I have two teenage boys and my wife, and they all said, please, go ahead and continue. You've been doing this all this time. Continue uh, running against this next guy. Uh, his voting record isn't much better than Justin Brown's, so uh, he's right there uh, with other Uh, Republicans that are established there in voting like Democrats. And so I prayed about it a whole lot, and uh, the Lord pretty much said, hey, I never told you you could quit. (laughs) So uh, what ended up was I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And But what happened after that, a lot of people don't know, is I was so exhausted that I crashed. What what happened was I got sick real bad, but I slept for three days. (laughs) And after those three days, I was renewed. I felt energized like Mm -hmm. never before. And I was determined to go ahead and take this guy on. So it's only he and I that are in the race, and he definitely votes like a Democrat, even though he says and he states that he's a Republican. So right now we we are uh, Camden County are in we're in District Six, and that consists of Camden, Cole, Miller, Morgan, and Montauk. So that's when I'm elected. That's who I will represent. So what is 
what are the major things out there for the people that they're saying, hey, we need to address uh, my big three key points? Their three points are lower taxes, protect children, and protect our freedom. And lowering taxes, uh, the people want to get rid of that uh, gas tax. They want to repeal that gas tax. They never voted it in, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it came before ballot in 2014, 2016, and 2018, and the people voted it down, and the senators up there – uh, in the establishment, uh, not all of them, there's 24 Republicans up there, and out of the 24, eight vote like we do, uh, and they are called the conservative caucus. The other 16 vote like Democrats. Well, they out, outnumbered the, the conservative caucus, and they passed it, and so we got the gas tax. Also, I want to protect our children right now. We are, um, uh, an amendment was passed, Senate Amendment, I believe, 2, and Senate Bill 672. Mm-hmm which stated that men can play in girls' sports and that uh, they can go in the locker room and be in the locker room. Well, people are up in arms. They are so upset. Every time I share that, when I go door-to-door, I've been to probably about a 1,000 homes already, they are very upset with this. And right now we're looking at our girls' sports being totally destroyed by such a, a decision like this. And Senator Burnsgetter voted for that as well as with the gas tax. And so uh, so he's not really voting like we want him to vote. And then the other thing is um, we're also – we have um, – what a lot of people don't realize is that the senators went and passed a, um education bill. It was really good. And they gave $1.9 billion to the universities and the colleges in, in uh, Missouri, but with a stipulation involved. In order to get the money, they had to teach critical race theory. And we told them when they came into this new session, we want critical race theory out of our schools. So they did propose a lot of bills. Uh, I don't know what their uh, what happened to those bills. And so what they did, so we were thinking, good, they're going to have them out of the grammar schools, out of the middle school, out of uh, high school. And then they go and do a hypocritical move, and now they're going to go and put it uh, contrary to what we want, we the people. They are now putting it in our universities and our colleges. And then the last thing is um, um, I, uh, I think we the people have said many times, please protect our freedoms. We need to protect our freedoms. Everybody is big on the Second Amendment. I am huge on the Second Amendment. We must retain the Second Amendment. If we're, we don't have the right to bear arms to protect our family, our friends, our neighbors, our community, then all our freedoms will be taken away. And it's quite uh, understandable. A big thing also uh, that I've noticed is a lot of people during the shutdown, we weren't uh, allowed to uh, go to church. So um, in uh, 2021, Senator Onder, one of the conservative caucus members, he uh, tried to pass Senate Bill 21. Uh, No, not 21, 12. And what happened in that was he requested that um, it was a two-part phase there. Uh, that businesses be open, uh, be closed only 15 days out of 180 days. And then the other part was allow people freedom of worship, freedom of religion, to go and worship whenever they please. So what happened was, as you know, Walmart was open, Home Depot and Lowe's was open, and then we found out later the liquor stores are open. So we were allowed to get our food. We were allowed to repair our homes, and we were allowed, in many respects, to take on spirits when we were depressed, but we weren't allowed to get any Jesus. 
So what is amazing is Senator Bernsketter voted against that, and it did not pass. And what really amazes me is Senator Bernsketter goes to church every week. So it just appalls me. How can you go to church, and then you can go and vote against the freedom of religion? I think I can answer that question for you. Politicians seem to vote for what's popular, not necessarily what's right. That's right. I I guess they do, Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm not a politician. (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice, Scott, if we could find people such as yourself to be our representatives on all different levels, people who were everyday average citizens who just wanted to do uh, what their constituents felt was right. Send that message to Jefferson City. Send that message to Washington, D.C. Send that message to whatever county or city that you live in. Rather than people that have been in Washington, D.C., and I would imagine, uh, well, there's term limits uh, for for Jeff City. But in Washington, D.C., we've got people like the President of the United States who's been there nearly half a century. That's right. And look at the state of affairs. Look at the shape of the economy and and what is going on what we're paying you you mentioned going to the store to buy food well i don't know about your grocery bill but i've seen quite an increase a heck of an increase in my grocery bill we're watching gas prices go through the roof as i mentioned last hour uh 439 on average around the lake area but eldon has uh, gas for $4.59 a gallon, and that is definitely a sign of uh, things to come here in the Lake Area. Certainly being a tourist area, that is going to have an effect on how people uh, pick where they go for a vacation, maybe just to get away for the weekend, That's right. and they won't be traveling as far. Now, you have kind of based your... Uh, based your campaign on three things. Your, your, your three pillars are faith, family, and freedom. That's right. And uh, I think those are good pillars to, to base a campaign on. Uh, and, and interestingly enough, you brought with you kind of like a little prep sheet that you put together. <laughs> and, folks, I wish you could honestly see this. And maybe I'll take a picture of it and uh, put it on my Facebook page for people to see how some of these representatives are voting. You've got eight that have basically voted straight Republican ticket. Uh, A few little oopsies in there. But then you've got uh, folks like uh, Tony Lutkemeyer, uh, Jason Bean, Caleb Rowden, uh, so many others, Justin Brown, uh, where the way Scott's got this set up is he's got the little Republican elephant, he's got the little Democrat donkey, and based on how these folks vote from anything from the gas tax increase all the way uh, to defund Planned Parenthood to uh, critical race theory and public university, some of our uh, Republicans are, as they call themselves, uh, rhinos, Republican in name only, uh, have a very horrible voting record when it comes to the things that I just mentioned. And I hope... I hope you show that to people when you're out knocking on doors. I'm sure you probably do. Yes, what we do is we give out literature. We've updated our literature on the front side. It gives you an overview of what I believe in and what I stand for. And on the back side, it shows Senator Bernsketter's voting record. Mm-hmm. And we got all that information from the Missouri Ethics Commission, so we didn't make up anything. I don't believe in lying or anything of that nature. And so, and then we give them that. I explain. I'll just go and I'll tell you real fast what i'll i say i'll just 
Say hello. My name is Scott Rydell. I'm running for Missouri State Senate. I served in the Army for 31 years, and I did two combat tours in Iraq. I served with a cavalry unit and an infantry mm-hmm. unit. And then I go ahead and I give them the literature. Mm-hmm. And then after they're looking at that, they see that I'm a conservative Republican. And they're like, oh, conservative Republican. Yes, I am a conservative Republican. And then I hand them this sheet. This is my uh, opponent, Senator Bernsgetter, and this is how he votes. Mm-hmm. And I explain to them about the 24 Republicans. Now, what we have seen in this campaign, uh, we have seen we're, we're all supported. There's many of us mm-hmm. that are running. There's about 12 of us running, and six of us are running against incumbents, and the rest are running for open seats. Mm-hmm. We are seeing that these Republicans that state that they are Republicans, that's 16 of them, are not. So we call them rhinos, but in all honesty, we went and we did a lot of research. A lot of people did research, and they discovered that a lot of these people were in the state house, and they ran as Democrats. And then when they were termed out after eight years, then they decided to run for Senate. And as they decided that, they said, well, I can't run – as a Democrat, because the majority of the state of Missouri is clearly conservative red. So I'm going to run as a Republican. And so that's exactly what they did. So what we have right now is this is a super majority of Republicans, but the majority of them are really Democrats. And they vote and align themselves with the 10 other state uh, senators, which are Democrats. There's 34 altogether. And they outvote the conservative caucus who represent you, the people, and what we want, our values, our freedoms, and our current way of life. We don't want that eroded in any way, shape, or form anymore. And they, with their bills and that go into law, are doing just such uh, uh, acts as that. So we've got to get them out, and we cannot get them out without your vote. You don't think your vote matters? I had a friend of mine in Rolla run for councilman, and he lost by one vote wow so that, that hurts it hurts bad that hurts so you are out uh, blazing the campaign trail uh you said you had some health issues a while back have you uh have you been able to rebound from that oh, you look yeah. like you're in pretty good shape i'm ready to go look like you've been out in the sun quite a bit <laughs> that's right <laughs> door to door door to door door to door yes sir and uh we certainly uh appreciate the opportunity to speak with you as far as uh you know, you told us about some of the things that you're really into, faith, family, freedom. Let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, the state of affairs as far as Missouri is concerned and some things that you would like to work with other Republican, uh, conservative Republicans on uh, that currently exist. Now, we talked about uh, Susie Pollock a little bit, and I- I'm sure you're aware of some of the things that she's trying to get done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, she got kind of a pass in this last legislative session when it ended in May. And I I think a lot of people were really surprised by that. Like, they they just basically ignored her. Uh And so I'm I'm curious, uh, you want to work with like-minded people like Susie when you're up there? And that seems to be the thing. I mean, everybody has a project. Everybody has uh, an agenda that they would like to take with them. But there are going to be instances where you probably want to work with some of the other conservative Republicans Uh to see uh, see things solidify and maybe, uh, uh, I don't know where you want to start. How about, uh, how about education, for example? Well, I think education is very important because right now our, our children are not doing the, what they're supposed to be doing. They're not, they are taught, but there's so many other things that are taking their attention. I think we should focus on reading, writing, and arithmetic. Mm-hmm. 
But I realized with like CRT, critical race theory, it's an ideology. It's an ideology that's anti-American, anti-God, and they teach people to um, uh, show racism, discrimination based on your skin color. Well, that's amazing because we addressed this back in the 60s with Martin Luther King Jr. We have a special holiday in January just stating that, you know, we don't want to go back there. And look, we've got this all back uh, upon us again. So what I want to do is uh, I want to uh, definitely get rid of critical race theory in all schools, including the public universities and um, the uh, universities uh, and the colleges. Mm-hmm. And so the people want this. They've told me over and over and over, we've got to get rid of critical race theory. So I will work with other colleagues and we will work together. And I will have somebody in the education, probably a uh, school board uh, member, write up the bills. I will not write these bills. The people will write these bills. Mm-hmm. I will sponsor them. Then I'll get with other senators, and I'll have them co-sponsor it. And then we'll work together. So education, definitely, I want to get rid of the ideologies. I want to go back to the basics, reading, writing, arithmetic. I went to uh, Home Depot about eight months ago, and I gave this young lady um, – uh, uh, I gave her my my money in cash, mm-hmm. and all she had to do was give me back 63 cents. Mm-hmm. She had a meltdown. And I just looked at her, and she said, why didn't you pay in credit? (laughs) And I said, ma'am, all you need to give me are two quarters, a dime, and three pennies. And she she melted down pretty bad, and the manager had to come in and take her place. It is uh, it is kind of questionable sometimes because it's all done for you now with the cash register. You uh, you know whatever the amount is, you pay the amount. If you uh, pay over, and there's uh, change coming back to you. It's amazing how, and and I I don't know if you're from the same school of thought or not, Scott, but I like to have it counted back to me. You know, the the way that uh, you're supposed to do it, that that to me shows somebody who who definitely knows what they're doing and and belongs there. And and it's a shame because you have to worry about things like uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Uh, Education has more or less become more of a social experiment than it is educating our children so that they can uh, lead productive lives and do whatever it is they want to do. I uh, I wonder. Okay, we talk a little bit about uh, education. What are uh, what are some of the other things that you uh, that you hold uh, in high regard as far as the state of Missouri? And if you are elected as the representative from District Six, uh, that you will uh, pursue. Well, the people have told me over and over, and I've already stated it. We must get rid of men playing in girls' sports. Mm-hmm. They're ruining the girls' sports altogether, and they're allowed in the locker room. Now, I have no um, young ladies as as my children, but if I had known something like that was happening, I would turn the house upside down. I would definitely go, and uh, if I had to sue the the school, I would. If I had to go to the school board and said, you you must stop this. If I had to talk to the superintendent of that school, I would do everything in my power to stop such a – uh, such uh, an act going on, and we must end this. I've had even people said, well, you know, if they want to be like that, let's allow them to have their own sports and everything, but sure. let's not ruin our girls' sports, and I totally agree with that. 
So I would definitely go and get with um, uh, educators again, have them write this bill. We'll get the jargon right with the capital and everything. And then I would sponsor it and get other co-sponsors and get it through. I think one of the things that we have to watch here, of course, as always, is all of the add-on legislation, the pork, as they call it. Exactly. Because you get a bill that is, uh, you know, basically what people are looking for. And then you get all these other add-ons from different folks. And it's like, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours sort of thing. So. Scott Rydell, he is running for the uh, representative seat here in uh, the state of Missouri in the 6th District. And he is going to be out uh, maybe coming to uh, a door near you, knocking on your door. And, uh, again, we we wish you all the best, sir. I I appreciate your time as always. And look for Scott in another uh, slot, this time on TV. He'll be joining me uh, for our Wednesday shoot. Uh, at Lake TV, and the show will air on uh, Thursday, the new show. It airs seven days a week at 7 a.m., 5 p.m., and 11 p.m. over there on Lake TV. It's called What's Burning. Scott, thank you so much. Great to see you thank again. Thank you, KB, and, for having uh, me. Absolutely. My pleasure. We've got our final uh, information check for you now at the bottom of the hour, 931. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com and Chris Schneider with Lake TV. It's all coming up, plus your phone calls at 573-633-5395. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, June 6th. The Lake of the Ozarks' largest urgent care clinic, Lake Regional Express Care in Osage Beach, is temporarily closing due to staffing issues. Beginning last Wednesday, operations were paused at the clinic. According to Lake Regional employees, currently working in the Osage Beach location will transfer to other Lake Regional clinics. Lake Regional did not specify when they thought the Osage Beach Express Care would reopen. A list of other local walk-in clinics is available on this story at lakeexpo.com. A Max Creek man was arrested on Tuesday after a shooting that resulted in property damage to a neighboring home. The deputies received a call that shots had been fired at a home and when deputies arrived, they soon identified 59-year-old Martin Perez as a suspect. While speaking with deputies, Perez admitted to firing a weapon at a light on his property, but then stopped cooperating with the investigation. Perez is currently being held in Camden County Jail without bond. Camden County Sheriff Tony Helms is taking some heat. Deputies say Helms promised they would get raises thanks to a new sales tax approved by voters last year. In a recent press conference, Helms defended how he spent the money so far and explained why he hasn't given out those raises yet. Deputies and detectives currently make $19.25 an hour. There's a lot more to this one, and you can read all about it at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key & Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area.
Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. The big NCAA baseball tournament got underway this weekend. couple of Missouri teams in the big dance, MSU Bears. Their season comes to an end, losing two of three in the Stillwater Regional. A good season for Missouri State. A finish 31-29 that won the Valley Conference Tournament Championship to get into the big dance. So up and down season ends with a uh, a loss in the NCAA Tournament. Simu also losing. Uh, Southeast Missouri loses both their games in the Louisville Regional. So their season comes to an end. Mizzou, they finished the season 28-23. and 23. Actually had a pretty good season. Not quite good enough uh, to uh, even advance to the SEC tournament, though. They did improve 13 games from last year, so all in all, a very good season for the Mizzou Tigers. As for the big boys, the Cardinals took three out of five against the Cubs over the last four days. They beat Chicago 5-3 in 11 innings last night. The Redbirds taken today off, and then they'll open a three-game series in Tampa against the Rays tomorrow. As for the Royals, they're 17-35 and after losing two of three at home over the weekend to Houston. They lost 7-4 yesterday. They are at home against the Blue Jays. They open a three-game series today. NASCAR, Joey Logano beat Kyle Busch in an intense overtime battle in Madison, Illinois. The win, Logano's second of the season, 29th of his career. Kurt Busch running third behind Logano and Kyle Busch with Ryan Blaney coming in fourth and Eric Amendola in fifth place. So uh, next week, the NASCAR boys head to Sonoma. Also next weekend, the final leg of horse racing's Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes. And the Chiefs with some more off-season workouts tomorrow. Actually, they'll have workouts Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week as they gear up for the upcoming season. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns on Lake TV. Lake TV with five local lake area shows. You don't want to miss any of those. They're all great. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Our underwriters are who makes the programming possible on Key Radio. And thank you to Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the history of Victoria Station and how you might have to just use your nose with some of the unique products they offer at Victoria Station. The Victoria Station has been around for 37 years now. We're a family-owned business. We've been in our location for 27. We're veteran-owned, family-run, We carry lots of different product categories, from greeting cards to home fragrances, uh, lamps, potpourri. There are certain products that you have to smell. Those home fragrance things, the candles, the potpourri lines, the fragrance oils, that yeah, you need to smell it to see if that's what you want your own home to smell like. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 9.30 to 5.30. The Artichoke Heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. 
You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. Business, government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. Right back here we are for the final 22 minutes of the program this morning. Don't forget coming up on uh, Key Radio and the Daily Show tomorrow, it is Les Larson with the Camden County Republican Club. We'll talk about their upcoming meeting. And as far as I know, as I mentioned earlier, I do believe Eric Greitens is going to be speaking. Uh, Les sent me some information on that here not too terribly long ago, and I'll have to pull that up while we're sitting here having our discussion. But uh, should be a good meeting. Should be a uh, an informative meeting, to say the least, right? Our phone line's open, 573-633-5395. I don't know if you watched it or not yesterday, the inaugural race in, uh, well, they say St. Louis. It was actually over in Illinois, but the St. Louis metropolitan area is, I guess, uh, how they look at that. Uh, you heard Chris Schneider mention uh, the race, and uh, what a what what an event. I mean, St. Louis really rolled out the red carpet for NASCAR and uh, paid big dividends. I, I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed the opening ceremonies of yesterday's race. They had uh, a wonderful singer sing the national anthem, and then they had members of the uh, St. Louis Symphony. And I don't know that I've ever seen a symphony orchestra uh, at uh, a NASCAR event. It's probably happened. I, I've just never seen it. Maybe you have, but uh, the, the, the race was probably the most feel-good event that has come out of St. Louis in a while. You know, and, and St. Louis, of course, is uh, is known around the world as a, a great sports city. Cardinals, Blues, uh, everything uh, that you could possibly want. And now add to that uh, a an official NASCAR race every year. And that certainly means good things for the folks in and around that area when it comes to uh, businesses. Because a lot of hotels, a lot of restaurants, a lot of retail, they benefit from, obviously they benefit from uh, from that. 9.40 is our time. I was looking at a couple of different things here this morning, and one of which one of which was a story out of Springfield. And I can understand some of the points that they're making in the story, but I don't know if it's necessarily, uh, well, they say businesses are struggling to hire Missouri Career Center reps share why, and this is from MSN.com, of course. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about it. Businesses in Springfield uh, in that particular area are struggling to hire. The cities of Springfield, uh, the city of Springfield, rather, uh, their unemployment rate is 1.9%. Now, according to new data from the uh, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, that's down one whole percentage point from March to April. The unemployment rate is very low, and it would be considered full employment because anything under 3% is considered full employment. Hmm. That's See, there's a math issue right there from the get-go, isn't there? It's 1.9%, but anything under 3% is considered full employment. I would think that uh, 0% would be considered full employment. However, there are probably some things that I'm missing. Uh, 
Um, the factor that's really important to consider when you look at the unemployment rate is actually the labor participation rate, it says here. It says, according to the Missouri Job Center, 40% of Americans are out of the labor force and not working due to transportation and child barriers. And that goes back to when COVID was the uh, the big deal. And uh, during the pandemic, a lot of child—I'm uh, sorry—a lot of childcare providers had to close their doors, and those jobs have not come back as other industries have. This is a critical shortage with the need for parents who need to go back to work, but yet they can't because they don't have childcare available. I get that. I understand that. But I don't think that well, maybe it's just part of the problem. And uh, they also say that uh, transportation is an issue as well. Uh, however, uh, help has come in the form of uh, transportation uh, grants, these recent grants, uh, the Let's Get to Work initiative from uh, the Community Foundation of the Ozarks. We uh, have just really been thrilled to be able to help individuals with things like bus fare, gas cars, and repairs to their automobiles to help them be able to get to work. I don't know, folks, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. When you go into a business and you fill out a job application and are eventually hired, you have a responsibility to your employer to show up for work on time uh, whatever your work schedule is, right? Is that is it safe to make that assumption, or am I getting in the weeds already? But you go to work, and you have a responsibility to get to work. Now, I know things happen because it happens to all of us. Car breaks down. You don't have a ride to work. So what do you do? Uh, do you ask maybe another family member to take you to work and pick you up? Uh, do you ask a friend? Uh, do you ask a coworker? Um, again, the thing that I see here is, you know, you're, you're giving people bus fare, gas cards, and even repairs to their automobiles through a grant. And, you know, if somebody said, well, you know, here's bus fare, uh, here's a gas card. If you can't afford gas, I mean, well, if you have these problems, obviously there is something that exists that needs to be looked at, needs to be addressed and just giving things to people. Well, that's, I think, what a large portion of this problem is. We gave all of the money to people. They had uh, the ability to stay at home and work. And now that the well has run dry to some extent, what do they do now? What do they do? Well, I think a lot of it is because we we have options, right? We certainly have options. You can do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. You can accept the money. You can deal with the problem, uh, I guess, however you choose to deal with it. And that might be, as I said, taking uh, the bus fare, the gas cards, or, or, or whatever is available to you there. And I'm certain we would all like to be able to have an opportunity to have what it is we want when we want it, but it doesn't work always work out that way. And so for most folks, you have to find other alternatives. Like I said, call a family member or a friend or a coworker to pick you up and take you to work. You can't just shirk the responsibility, folks. And that's, again, what most all of this boils down to, responsibility and people's lack of responsibility. 
we've found ways to make people so comfortable that they don't want to work. They're always sitting there ready for the next grant or the next government handout. And it's like now they're, they have no idea what personal responsibility is all about. If you fill out an application and you are hired, then you have, as I said, a responsibility to your employer to find a way to get to work. Maybe you need to consider certain things. And I know not everyone has all the money in the world. But I think in a lot of instances, again, we're making excuses to pay the way for more things that give people uh, this sense, uh, this false sense of security. Oh, well, if I need uh, to find a way to work, there's somebody with bus fare. There's somebody who's got a gas card. There's even somebody there to help me to get repairs for my vehicles. And, And, you know, if used properly, I guess, those aren't bad things, but it seems like more and more of these things are happening each and every day. We're finding new ways to take taxpayer dollars and give them to people. Uh, Do they really use the gas card, the bus fare, or even the repairs to their automobiles? How do you guarantee, do do they have to fill out some sort of a form that says, if I accept bus fare or a gas card or take money for repairs to my automobile, that I will then make sure that I am on time for work each and every day until, you know, I have enough money to uh, take care of the situation myself. I, I, I often wonder about these things. Or is it just another way to say to people, oh, we're going to kick the responsibility can down the road a little farther. That to me is, I mean, it's like doing this job, for example, right? I have a responsibility to be here every day. I have a responsibility to fulfill my obligation to my employer, both here and, of course, at Lake TV as well. We have a certain day that we shoot. We have a certain day that I'm expected to be there. We have a certain time that we do these things. And there are other people depending on me to make sure I'm holding up my end of the agreement because if I'm not there, well, then there are certain things that just can't get done. So what do you do? How do you fix the problem? Where is the problem and how do you fix it? Well, we know where the problem is. It's right in front of our faces. We're watching gas prices go through the roof. And I understand that that can be very complicated for a lot of people because if you don't have a lot of money to start with, yet you're being expected to you know, go to work every day and those gas prices keep going up, then what do you do? How do you find some relief? I think most of us know the answer to that. We have the means in this country to get gas prices back to where they were, say, a year ago, two years ago. But nobody is willing to take a stand for the American people. And it just trickles all the way down from Washington, D.C., through Jefferson City to the uh, town that you live in. And it would be so nice to see this problem addressed. But there are certain people who don't want it addressed. They want this sort of thing to happen so that they can gain more control. It's all about control. And it's wrapped up in a nice little box with a cute little bow on it and handed to us. And we open the package and we're like, oh, this is wonderful. 
Yet now we've just accepted another form of control from our government. And as we continue to open these little packages and the government uh, works its way into our daily lives more and more, well, what do we expect? We're going to have things like inflation. We're going to have things like high gas prices. Who is going to make it all go away? Or maybe not make it go away, but ease the burden? Well, our elected officials. And we've talked to a couple of them this morning. One who's running for state office, one who is running for U.S. Senate. And again, we're going to hear from a lot of folks over the next couple of months, and it will be intense, and there'll probably be a point where you turn on the TV if you still believe in that sort of thing, or turn on the radio and you are inundated with political ads. You won't hear political ads on key radio, I can tell you that right now, because we're a community-based radio station, and, uh, well... The FCC does not allow us to air any type of political advertising. We can talk to political candidates. We just can't air any of their ads. But I would say commercial radio is going to make a killing off of this. People buying ads left and right. And you will hear the ads that solely uh, talk about maybe a candidate from their perspective. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, if elected, I promise to do this, right? And I don't, here's another thing. Listen to the verbiage of these ads very closely. Listen to them very closely and how they set things up. Because uh, there's a couple of words that are out there. One is the word try. The other word is promise. I will try to do something. Or I promise to do something. Now, if they promise to do something, that's a full-blown commitment. And you can hold their feet to the fire on something like that. Whereas if they say, I will try, um, trying could be 100%. It could be 10%. At least I tried. It didn't happen, but at least I tried. So listen closely to the verbiage in these ads. Because I... I, I, I <laughs> I just can't quite wrap my head around some of the things that I've heard in the past in in terms of some of the ways that people have uh, positioned themselves with their advertising. However, 9.52 is our time. We, uh, we are in for quite... Quite the uh, interesting time as far as getting closer to this, uh, the primary, and then, of course, the general election. And we'll see how things go. And we'll see if people are actually paying attention. That's the key to all of this, folks. You have to pay attention to what is going on. You have to be aware of your surroundings and your situation so that uh, we can keep an eye on the men and women that uh, we choose to do the job. Let me, uh, I received something here from Mr. Mundhausen. 
It's a public service announcement. Let's take a look. Ah, the Camden United Methodist Church is hosting a huge church garage sale on Friday, June 24th from 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. and Saturday, June 25th from 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. The sale will be held on the church campus. The church campus in the ministries building, the church is located at 340 U.S. 54 in Camdenton. Proceeds from the sale will support many service groups, including Looking Cool for Back to School, Camdenton R3 School District, Medical Missions for Christ, I Wonder Why Preschool, the CUMC Youth Group, Citizens Against Domestic Violence, the Child Advocacy Center, Mitten Tree, Helping Hands Homeless Shelter, Dogwood Animal Shelter, and current CUMC Ministries, Camdenton United Methodist Church. That's what CUMC is uh, short for. And if you'd like more information, you can call the church office at 346-5350. Now, I don't know if they will be taking any donations, but I do know that uh, you probably want to take a look. Oh, man. Speaking, uh, I always know when the uh, spring cleanup is uh, going on in Camdenton because a lot of folks have huge garage sales, and if they can't sell it, can't make a few bucks off of it, then they probably will, uh, you'll probably see it sitting there next to the curb, next to their uh, uh, garbage receptacle. And that's how that works, right? I was trying to see there's another, I know there's a blood drive going on here. I need to see if I can find that here in my email. Of all the emails that I received, uh, I know it's, I uh, believe, up in Sunrise Beach, and it's going to be this Friday. So I need to double-check on that. I know it's in here. I just have to find it and pull it up. So shouldn't be a problem. Should not be a problem at all. It is uh, 9.55. Let's see if I can. Uh, it doesn't want to do its thing here. Sometimes the computer <laughs> works <laughs> quickly. Other times, uh, not so much. Let me see if I can. I really like to find this before we get out of here. Here it is, right here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's save a life. Give blood with prizes. All blood types needed. Please join the folks at Kent Memorial Lutheran Church for their blood drive. Appointments are strongly encouraged. Get a T-shirt. Eat tasty snacks. Save lives. To schedule your appointment, you can call. I believe it's a community blood center of the Ozarks blood drive. Is it uh, Red Cross or is it Community Blood Center? Anyway, yes, Community Blood Center of the Ozarks, 417-227-5006. 417-227-5006. And again, the event is going to be, and let me double check on that as well, coming up on uh, June 10th, this Friday, from noon until 530 in, uh, in Sunrise Beach at the Kent Memorial Lutheran Church. So thank you to Bob Harger for sending us the information. 9.57 is our time, just about ready to wrap it up. What's on the agenda? Well, of course, this week we will talk, as I mentioned, to Les Larson tomorrow from the Camden County Republican Club. We will also be talking with Ike Skelton later in the week, Mindy Sales, Danny Ellison. Uh, Bev Allen will be back for Concerned uh, Women for America of Missouri. 
And uh, Dave Maupin would be back. Dave uh, told me when he left on Friday that he was going to go see the new, uh, what's the uh, new the, the new Tom Cruise movie out, Top Gun, the Top Top Gun number two. Uh, the uh, the sequel continues. I guess we'll maybe we'll get a uh, a Top Gun movie. What every twenty thirty years or, or something now. I hope it doesn't fall. Now I haven't seen the movie, and from what I understand, uh, the movie it, it it it's apparently a good movie. People are enjoying it. Uh, but a lot of various companies, as they do, uh, like to piggyback. Um, I believe it's Applebee's. They've got a commercial, and there's a couple of other uh, other restaurants or businesses that have uh, paired with uh, with Top Gun in order to push their products. But uh, we'll have to get the scoop from Dave on Friday about the movie. Uh, you know, kind of like, uh, was it the Rambo movies and the Rocky movies? The Rambo movies, the first one, Rambo First Blood, was a great movie. And then they got a little crazy. Uh, and then the Rocky movies were kind of, the, kind of the same. The first one, what it won an Academy Award or multiple awards. I think at least one anyway, right? And then the second one wasn't too hokey, but then after that, it got a little crazy. You were fighting Clubber Lang, Mr. T. You were fighting uh, Drago, uh, Dolph Lundgren, uh, which they've got a new, uh, was it a right guard commercial or something with, with a, a young image of Dolph? But uh, hopefully the uh, the Top Gun movies will, or this second one will kind of hold together a little bit better than some of the other stuff that's been <laughs> been put out there as far as sequels go. 9.59, folks, just about ready to uh, say goodbye for today. Appreciate your patronage. Thanks to all of our guests, Mark McCloskey, uh, Jenny Brinkman, Scott Rydell. Thanks to you for joining us. We're back in your ears tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Going to be a little bit of a rainy day and a high of 81. You're listening to 89.3 KEYK.